0: my character's not in every scene or anything crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watchers podcast
1: Watchers out there in Bitch Land. hopefully you've been tuning in all summer long. We've had like a stack of slasher films that we told you about, and like maybe you actually took the time to download them, because you probably don't have a video store to go get them. But it seemed like a couple apps you could have on your phone had access to these movies. So like, yeah, uh, you know, I-, I watched like two or three of them on Tubi. I did have to pay for um, Friday the 13th: Final Chapter or whatever.
0: Oh shit! I wish you would have told me. I would have. Uh, I would have. Gave, I would have found a way for you to watch it for free legally because I own a digital copy of it.
1: Oh, I don't know how that works. Um uh, but, uh, well. Dave got cast in a theater play. He's on Broadway right now, everybody. He's like texting me. Don't know if I can do the show tonight. Big fucking Hollywood <laughs> David out there, you know. He's got a got a acting role, a gig. He's got a gig. Dave, what show <laughs> are you in?
0: I am doing a local production of Chicago.
1: Ah, uh, see, so you fucking ruined it. Was running with the thing of like, you're so good, you're in, who knows which production of Chicago.
0: Uh although I'm sure they could. Pro- I don't know. Dave's missing Chicago.
1: all the all the magic cue cards tonight, folks. <laughs> which is
0: fitting because that's kind of my character is the sad sack. So well, sap, those so. like
1: the uh, those are like the character notes.
0: Yeah, I mean he's. If you've seen the movie, I play the John C. Riley part, so he's the one uh, that kind uh, of got Chicago, done wrong.
1: John C. Riley's like. Um. Yeah, I don't think... He's not, like, a sappy character. He's more like a... He's, like, neutered, Dave. I would go as far as to say he's, like, emotionally castrated. Like, if you watch that movie, he just kind of follows behind his wife as she leaves a trail of, like, mayhem. And he's just, like, there to clean up the pieces, right?
0: Right. Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, he his character in the movie... I don't know. what's his, What's your character's name? What's the... A- Amos. Oh, Amos. So Amos's character—I don't even know the main character's. The I don't even know the wife's name. But anyway, Chicago Roxy, is like, yeah. yeah, she kills somebody, right, and then gets away with mm-hmm. it. Isn't that what it is?
0: Um. Well, she uh, she gets caught, or you know, um, actually, she confesses and then gets taken in, huh. and then uh, goes to a trial and then gets off. Wow. Spoiler alert for a movie that's already seventeen years old or whatever, but you know.
1: That was kind of like you did it backwards. You're supposed to say spoiler alert first. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Actually, I should have said because I just kind of announced that it was a movie about murder and that she was on trial for murder anyway. um, And a lot of singing. Interesting way to wrap up this final slasher.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, we're talking about – we've been spending this whole season talking about horror movies. And here I'm like, I'm going to do this musical.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um. So, if you're in Lake County, buy tickets.
0: I guess I don't know. Or, or if you're near, if you're near somewhere in Northern California and want to drive up here, be my guest. Yeah. At the end of October and November.
1: That'd be kind of creepy, actually, if somebody pulled you aside in the audience was like, "Hey, heard you on Binge Watchers. Sign, my, <laughs> sign my playbill." <laughs>
0: uh, or it'd be cool if, like, during the appropriate time for audience calls, like somebody's like, "Yeah, Binge Watchers, Dangerous Dave."
1: That would be fucking awesome. I would almost pay somebody to show up. In fact, you know what? Okay. All right. I got an idea. I will buy 10 tickets for you to go yell at Dave. And when it's appropriate, according to Dave, but if you go yell at Dangerous during this production, I'll buy 10 tickets. you leave us a review on iTunes, because guess what? That's where podcasts live and breathe, apparently. like It seems like every other chart of rank of podcast... It's falling behind, like, Apple still. What, it looked like Apple revamped their whole platform just to compete with, like, the other podcast hosts. Like, Apple was the top dog, and then they lost it, and then they came back and reformatted it over who's yeah. in charge of podcasts these days. I mean, they coined the phrase, I mean, the whole word comes, it comes from the iPod. Right. Of all things, which doesn't, nobody even talks about iPod anymore, but.
0: I actually still have one, but uh, it's. Well. Just because I have my entire music collection over the years on there, but like I use it, I don't know, I, I used it maybe a couple months ago because uh, they, of all things, I wanted to listen to some Tool because it wasn't streaming anywhere. And then within the last month, Tool is finally streaming. So now it's becoming more and more <laughs> relevant.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, the, the lead singer is like doing a whole bunch of podcasts right now to advertise this new song they made. I don't even know if it's a whole album or just one song, but
0: yeah they got they got a whole album coming out, but they have one they have like a a song single right now like yeah, yeah single exactly well he was like uh having a he had a mini mini feud with Justin Bieber and his wife like a few weeks ago
1: <laughs> that seems appropriate
0: uh
1: uh you know justin wants to box what's his name uh
0: Tom Cruise
1: yeah Tom Cruise I just wanna like hey, I'll box um haley Baldwin. Failing being able to box Haley Baldwin, I'll, I'll fight Stephen Baldwin. I mean, he thinks he has Jesus in his back corner, but I got the devil. And uh <laughs> no, just kidding.
0: <laughs> what if that came to fruition and you just lost terribly? Like, he just knocked to the Stephen, shit out of to you. To
1: Stephen Baldwin? Holy shit. To lose to one of the guys from Biodome, that'd be pretty fucking terrible.
0: Hey, hey, but if you have to lose to one of the people from Biodome, would you, wouldn't you? would you rather it be him and not Polly Short?
1: I don't know. I miss Poly Shore, and he and he's kind of having like a nervous breakdown on his podcast. I don't know if anybody listens to his podcast, but he like fired his podcast producer. Now he has a new assistant, and he's like doing podcasts from these multiple cameras set up in his like apartment in Silver Lake, the Silver Lake neighborhood of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But speaking of people going on podcasts to promote things, Quentin Tarantino literally started a podcast to promote Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I'm
1: like, okay, it's called the Quentin Tarantino Podcast, and I'm just like, all right, well, like, are you going to release other episodes only, like, are you going to just release, like, an episode of film? But according <laughs> to his own career path that he charted, he's only going to do one more movie. So does that mean he's going to have literally two episodes?
0: Dude. Well, <laughs> I, well. See, that's that's the funny thing is like if you've seen recent interviews, he's like f- kind of flip flopping on that, where he's like, well, but you know, if I do the, you know, I'm trying to talk fast like Tarantino. Well, you know, if I do the Star Trek thing, you know, well, that isn't really I, that that isn't my property, so that isn't really one of my movies. I wrote it, but it isn't my movie, and you know, so maybe that's an out. So now he's like, well, but if I direct other material, or you know, so now he's yeah, like trying to find. Yeah,
1: that's weird. You yeah. know. Um, in other movie news, uh, Kevin Smith somehow got his hands on the He-Man property. Um, oh, you got to be pissed,
0: huh? I'm fucking got... su-
1: I don't know what the- Dave, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Because really he's got that
0: it. and Howard the Duck. Yeah,
1: look, look. Uh, Disney plus Marvel gave him Howard the Duck. Then, But see, Howard the Duck's in a weird place, because if you have to jump off of the Howard the Duck that was shown in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he has like four eyes looks like an alien duck, which, okay, that's fair. They were trying to make him look humanoid, but also be a duck from another planet. That kind of, that, I guess, but it didn't need extra eyes. Maybe, like, the clothing is not Earth-like, but the eyes is kind of weird. Anyway, so... He didn't even
0: have extra eyes in the comic, did he?
1: No, he doesn't have extra eyes. He just, like, comes from... I mean, the movie suggests... The movie looks like he doesn't come from another planet. Look In the movie, it's like suggests that he comes from another dimension where people just are ducks. You right. Know? Um... But in the cinematic universe now, I can't tell... I get, James Gunn must not be a Howard the Duck fan, because why would you do that to Howard the Duck? Or he thinks he's a throwaway character. Maybe that's what it was. We'll do one joke. We'll feature a character that has some clout, like, to the cult fan, fanatics out there, like me, like who love Howard the Duck. We'll just throw him in as an afterthought. That's what it is. Now they're stuck with an afterthought. But yeah, Kevin Smith gets that property. But now, yeah, they just made an announcement, like people are wondering because they read they did the new she-ra on netflix and they're like well uh-huh. where's he-man where's masters of the universe oh boom here it is and i'm always saying i love direct sequels or continuations as opposed to remakes and they're literally gonna just go from like the last cliffhanger of animation cartoon and and go and and close the gap on these story <laughs> these open-ended stories that have been open for like 40 years they're gonna they're gonna just like go back and follow some story threads that have existed since the cartoon ended. That I think is kind of cool, but again, it's in Kevin Smith's hands.
0: And, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a I, i've i've like I've been a Kevin Smith fan since I was a teenager, but you know, not necessarily when he ventures off into other people's material. I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. I think he could. If I mean, his I bread th-
1: and butter is the movie with his friend. I mean, Jane's the Bob is probably going to be the thing that he's known for. You know?
0: Yeah, that so. and podcasting, but um.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, yes. Like his career tanked, and then he's like, "What am I going to do now?" And there's, like a five-year gap between his movies or something like that, right?
0: Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes, there was a gap, but it wasn't because he wasn't busy. I mean, he's he's done tons of shit. I mean, he's he's directed uh, TV shows and shit. So the guy's never had a lag in his career. Maybe no, he, there's... Trans-
1: he transitioned. He became like a, a conventionite. Like there's, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's that film- too. There's, you know, there's people that. Um, made some money in TV and film and then like had a whole different career literally showing at conventions and getting paid to do conventions but then like right. he, like you said he branded he branded out his like smodcast and he you know was a content provider on Apple and had like five shows or what what have you and then of course the AMC shows that he did for a little while but yeah um so anyway in a roundabout way I'll just go back to it cuz we're kind of meandering but what I was saying was We've done a whole summer of slasher movies. We've watched nine other amazing slashers or genre-tipping slashers. A few were kind of duds as far as, like, me and Dave's personal opinions. but they, been, they have their place. You yeah, know. they have their place. They're definitely in the pantheon. They're recognized. They're, like, on everybody's top ten list or whatever. But anyway, um, and then we arrive at, like, it's the, the final slash. Essentially, this is the finale of Summer Slash 2019. And it's episode 10 of this particular run, and it happens to be Friday the 13th, uh, part four, which is w- actually when it came out. <laughs> it wasn't even part four. It was just called the final chapter.
0: chapter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess every single time they made a Friday the 13th movie, they thought it was going to be the last one. So they ended it on every single movie after part three. They had had intended it to be the last one, even though then this mythology appears of like, Oh no, we're actually going to make 13 because it is Friday the 13th. But, um, I don't know when they spun that around. That seems like a marketing gimmick that came later, right? Like after they made at least seven sequels, but (laughs) there isn't a good reason for him to come back in part four. There's literally no, like there's one where he gets struck by his body gets struck by lightning and gets reanimated. There's another one where he gets summoned back from hell. There's another one where he gets reanimated in the future. So, there's a couple supernatural or scientific reasons for him to come back. Yeah. But in this one, well, it's number, just like
0: number seven is probably the most ridiculous, uh, in terms of, uh, the plot. It, like it's basically, you could have easily called Friday the 13th seven, which I think is mm-hmm. the new blood. Uh, you could call that like Freddie versus Carrie. Cause like, there's like a telekinesis plot in that one, <laughs> which makes oh, no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah. The, uh,
1: the psychic girl summons the... him. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, what was I going to say about this one? Um,
0: this one is, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the, the best of the series. I mean, in terms oh, of quality, it's... maybe not the best kills. I, I will say that it may not have the best kills, but in terms of like an overall movie with a plot and acting, I think it's probably the pinnacle of the series.
1: So when did he have the – I think he had the potato sack all through part two maybe. And then like yeah. in part three, also known as Friday the 13th 3D. 3D. Because, folks, they figured out how to set up multiple cameras to record 3D film. And there was like every series – was like you, you think every series goes to space. Before they went to space, they went to 3D. So like yeah, Jaws. I'm Eddie
0: Bill, Horror 3D, you Jaws, you, yeah. like you said. So, um,
1: so then you, I forget you get, there's others. Yeah, so you get Friday – the three in 3d and then they decide to go ahead and grab your hockey mask and then he takes it and then he has it forever part four basically starts with him dead at the end of part three it's not a spoiler alert because we're talking about the movie we're not watching Um, and and then uh the only thing i can think that reanimates him dave is they have his body in the morgue or whatever but it's like a hospital and there's like a nurse and a I don't know what that guy is. Is he, is he like the mortician's assistant or I don't get what his job is. He, I
0: think he just literally just wakes up or in the – yeah, I think no, no, that's no, no, it. No, no, like,
1: no, no, not Jason. I'm talking about the guy that's hitting on the nurse. Like is he like – he's like the assistant coroner or something, right?
0: I, I, um, I guess. I mean it's kind of hard to tell because his character was such a scumbag. Like yeah, he I mean, could have also been like some guy shooting dice on the corner.
1: <laughs> I think it's the hormones that wake him up.
0: Like Something –
1: The the assistant. Oh yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, You might be right. Like he was just holding on to one last ounce of uh, strength, rage
1: for teenagers. Yeah, Yeah, like like, he just. Wait, people are fucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (sighs) are they married? (laughs) Like literally, he wakes up just to be like, no. Um, But the first death in the movie is completely brutal. Like he takes like some kind of bone saw, like a handheld bone saw, which I don't even know if those in medical examiners' offices if that's a standard tool. I don't really know, but they're alluding to the fact that it would be something that uh, an Undertaker would have. Or I don't even know what their official title is. You know, like, uh, probably, like, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> like, So, and then he, like, uh, twists that dude's head all the way around. First he cuts his neck, then some, then, twi- I don't know. I don't know how he doesn't sever it, but he cuts it and then twists it. Right. And then... uh. You know what's funny about this Friday? I noticed, like, it kind of became a repetitive thing because I've seen it in some of the other Friday movies is when they have that little screechy soundtrack and then they they slow the film down. Like, they go into slow-mo during some of the kills. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, like when he throws a girl out the window in this one.
0: Oh, yeah, I did notice that.
1: Yeah, so they do something with frame rates where they mess with the film, and I think they do it in some of the other Friday movies after this one. I think it becomes, like, a running theme. It might have been in the movies before it. I can't remember. Like, what's funny about these is I, believe it or not, I've forgotten a lot of the Friday movie stuff. Like, I used to watch these movies all the time.
0: Well, they um, kind of bleed together a lot, though. I guess like, so. Maybe. I mean um, they, I mean let's face it I, as much as I like the Friday the 13th movies and this isn't a knock but I mean this movie it's it's essentially a TV series like an episodic like all right well this week on uh, Friday the 13th it's crazy, which, you're no, right. which is not to, you know
1: It's crazy how much B-roll they get because at the beginning of this movie they recap the entire first three movies in, yes, like, in they... like in like 5 minutes. It's
0: pretty yeah.
1: cool.
0: Which actually was was kind of fun cuz you got to like if you didn't see the first 3 not even in terms of story you just got to see the kills.
1: Yeah, and they're going to do this again. And, like, a couple of the movies later, they recap some of the other stuff. So it's like they. It's crazy. They keep you up to date on, like, the last three or four films before the one you're watching. But if you're talking about binge watching a series, if you get the collection of the Friday the 13th movies, like, that's a great weekend. Like, you just watch the whole damn thing, and you'll be pretty satisfied. You'll be happy, entertained. Because what's interesting about these movies is, like, they kind of keep it light. Like, the tone is kind of playful as opposed to just, like,. Crazy, maniacal, hysterical—like right. it is murder, but it's definitely like the processed American cheese of murder. Like they yeah. don't—they don't linger. Like they don't take pleasure in the in the murders. And in fact, like you're kind of hanging out with the characters, like especially in this one, there's yeah. some characters like you don't want them to get killed. Like the two, yeah. the two buddies. I don't want that,
0: Crispin they, Glover to die. Yeah,
1: like so it's him and his buddy, and it's the other kid, the kid from. Um,
0: Oh, I, I I meant to look this up and I haven't yet. I, I, are you thinking it's the same guy from? Um, yeah, from Last like, American Virgin.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's I, him. Uh, I think I really think it's him.
0: I I kept watching him. Like, is that the
1: guy from Last American Virgin? Yeah. That so seat? Dave and I have this favorite movie that we share called uh, Dave.
0: Last American Virgin. There you
1: go. Well, it's great. It's like they talk about this in Greek mythology or Greek theater. They talk about like, oh, a comedy is simply a drama with a happy ending. So this movie that Dave just mentioned, you can watch that. You think you're watching a typical high school story, blah 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 blah. Boy gets girl, go go yeah, guy lo- goyim, <laughs> goyim loses girl. No, uh, guy loses. You're not girl, too far off based right? on
0: the original source material.
1: Yeah, guy gets girl back. It ends in high school, whatever lesson learned, friends graduate, whatever. No, it has one of the saddest cinematic endings, but honest endings. In teenage movie history, and that's probably why it's remembered. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the same guy. So these two buddies are talking about, like, you know, the buddy broke up with his girlfriend. Chris from the Lovers' character supposedly broke up with his girlfriend in this movie, and his friend's kind of joking with him to make him feel better. But then they have a pretty good camaraderie, and everybody actually, all the characters in this particular Friday, are slightly better than the Fridays that came before and the Fridays after. It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it, well, like I said, this was like the the first and possibly only of the entire Friday the thirteenth series that actually has like um name actors hmm. <laughs> like that did other things. Uh mainly Crispin Glover and uh Year-Eared Boy.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about my leading man, Corey Feldman, who uh is playing Tommy Jarvis in this movie. Now Tommy Jarvis is gonna become like the the anti-hero to, to Jason, he's going to be like the the most returning hero to fight Jason. He, he's in like three of the other movies, but there's like yeah. two versions of Jarvis after this. Um, the immediate movie after this, they rate Jarvis to have a nervous breakdown, and he goes to a a, uh, a reconditioning camp of some kind, and then he's snapped and basically has become Jason, and then, and then that actually summons the real Jason. So the real Jason is returned by the end of the movie. It's pretty stupid. They write that out. <laughs> and the next, I was gonna say, like, number sequel,
0: five was like, uh, was like it wasn't even Jason season. for most of the movie. Like, when you say Jason summons, like, it's like nearly the very end of the movie.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So, it's like it, stupid.
0: like you're really watching a Friday the Thirteenth movie that isn't a Jason movie up yeah, until absolutely. the very, very end.
1: Absolutely. So then after that, they're like, oh, we got to go back to the real Jason. People hated that, and then they go back to the real Jason, and then you know Tommy gets. Lord back to the camp when he hears that, you know, Jason's returned. And he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go take care of this shit. But then um, even after Jarvis puts him at the bottom of the lake, then Psychic Girl, who's a little bit sad, loses control of her um, fire starter like powers. It's definitely Stephen Kingish, you know, a little bit. And uh, she summons. She's like the B-movie version of Drew Barrymore, right? Summons, up, hmm. summons him up back from the grave and f- whatever. There's also one where he comes back with lightning. I don't remember what... Oh, that's probably the one with the Jarvis that I'm talking about. Yeah, that's how he comes back in that movie. He gets struck by lightning. But Corey Feldman's turn in Jarvis is cool because he like, tricks Jason by... Drace- oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it came in a little fast on that one. He's really into movie monsters, so he makes masks himself. So he makes himself look a little bit like the mutant Jason and then like right. lowers Jason's guard. I don't know. Could a kid take on a beast? Who knows? But um, him this sister, is the only
0: part of the movie that, as cool as it was, I like, called bullshit. I'm like, mm. you can't tell me he's doing all that shit with 1980s technology and all that by himself with that oh, kind of budget. You're,
1: you're talking about the movie monsters are just too good.
0: They look way good. I'm like, I'm like, well, ah, I don't buy that.
1: Savini's on this movie.
0: Well, of course, I, I buy a Savini doing it, but like a, a 14 or a 10 year old. That but
1: I've seen, there's a lot of movies that come out in the 80s and 90s where the kid is super into, like, comics or monsters, and they have masks, and they do make up stuff, so I don't know, like, uh... I just think
0: his looked way too good for what I imagine a kid of that um, era could do.
1: My thing was, like, you got the hunky... He's not really the boyfriend, but he could be a boyfriend character to the sister, but he's, like, a hitchhiker whose sister died before, so he's looking for Jason to get revenge, which, that, to me, is mo- the most illogical part, like... How would he would how would he know that Jason is really still kicking around and I mean, how long has he been stewing over looking for Jason in the woods as a hitchhiker? It's kind of suspicious anyway, but um he uh helps his sister and he gets savagely murdered in a basement. He's like screaming <laughs> run, 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 <laughs> and he gets stabbed a lot, like many, many times. So, so, uh, and, and he's a big dude. So it's like, okay, so this guy, he's like six, three, he's packing 200, more than 200 pounds. He's like, he's got, you know, he's fueled by vengeance, not Red Bull. And then, (laughs) and then, uh, you know, he gets killed like a rag doll. He's taken out very easily. And then like, then his corpse is used later just to tease the other survivors. Um, and so, I mean, I guess that's the point, right? You, you want they want you to think that the brother and sister are never going to be able to handle Jason, and you know, and 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 really make this the f- final chapter. Right. The title card sequence is ridiculous. Like his mask <laughs> appears out of nowhere on a black screen, and then the fucking thing explodes. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like I don't know if you're watching a horror movie at that point. Like it's like an exploitation movie exploiting itself, and it knows it.
0: I think this was the last one where – I mean, let's face it. As much as I like these movies, can we call them honestly scary? Mm. Not no, necessarily. Just, no,
1: they're just – like I said, they're just fun.
0: But that, but right? that's my point. Yes, you're right. They're fun, but like they're not scary. But it feels like – okay, hear me out. <laughs> just hear me out for half a second. Number five is kind of like the fast five. You can't talk five. about
1: number five. You can't talk about number five because
0: – Well, we kind of already did.
1: Uh, to a degree, just to elu- I was just illuminated a point about number four. Uh,
0: but I'm not going to talk about the plot per se. Uh, uh, well, you
1: literally have like less than a minute to tell me whatever you're going to tell me.
0: All right, so the, the number five is akin to the Fast and the Fu- Fast Five, and Fast and the Furious. Number five mean? is kind of where they hit their sweet spot, and they realized what these movies were, and they just oh. were ridiculous from that point out.
1: Okay, fair enough. I read these stats that it's this is the highest-grossing horror franchise of like all time. I mean, what do you think? Uh,
0: I, I mean, by sheer numbers of movies they've produced, I believe it.
1: Hmm. I'm talking like box office, like 300 million or something.
0: Yeah, but again, by by if you're talking the whole series, by cumulative box office, by numbers, yeah, I buy it. Hmm. Um because think about it, there's they've literally made 13 movies if you include Freddy versus Jason.
1: Did they get to 13 if you count that one?
0: And the remake yeah.
1: Uh, well, if you gotta include the remake, I literally just said like five minutes ago. Remakes don't remakes don't count in my book.
0: All right, so still then that's twelve.
1: <laughs> so there you go, folks. You got twelve Fridays to choose from, or you can go back. You can binge watch all ten movies that we've talked about on Summer Slash. If you missed a few, you can go back and play one of our Summer Slash episodes. Like if you didn't watch Terror Train, which is a great episode by the way, um, and it's ripping up the charts. So that or the The Murder Makes You Hungry, grab those two episodes, watch the films that we're talking about, and we're still here. Binge Watchers is going to move on to something new, but we'll be binging every week. Boom, Tuesdays at midnight, brand new episodes, and Dave has a Facebook group you can go to called Raised by Television. We're on Twitter, of course, we've been there forever, that's where we started. And uh, In fact, we got in trouble with Warner Brothers one time, we'll tell that story on another episode. Um, Otherwise, thanks for riding out the storm called... Summer slash 2019, we can actually say that we survived. Dave and I are the final
0: girls. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we are.